Obedience is better than sacrifice. And many of us live the other way around. Spending our day, spending our time doing things that we really don't want to do just to please those around us. Without even seeking God in the first place. God never intended to send his only son to lay his life down, to get up again, to sit in heavenly places without you. God never had blessing in mind or even his thought without you. A good life belongs to you. It's your life. If God is not in an area in your life, it's going to be lacking. Wherever you have God, that's where it's going to be successful. But don't be on a roller coaster. One minute you're up, one minute you're down. One minute you're happy, you're satisfied, then you're not. The reason why obedience is so much better, because you're willing to do it. Sacrifice is more like you feel like you have to do it. And God is a free will. You don't have to do anything. Why do you think that he gave his son as the ultimate sacrifice? They didn't want to go and slaughter animals to lift up the blood for a sacrifice and repentance unto God. But they had to do it in honoring him. But you don't have to do anything anymore. It's a free will. You want to do it. I want to believe you, God. I want to trust you, God. I want to lay down my life. I want to walk in love. I want to walk by faith. Walk in faith and not by sight. It's my honor. It's a privilege. Hallelujah. It's a privilege. Many of us walk around every day sacrificing. Walk around really unhappy inside, but smiling on the outside to please those around you when God already sees what's in you, but your family and friends and your co-workers and your supervisors and your colleagues may not see it, but God sees everything. Nothing go unnoticed in the presence, in the face, in the eyes of God, especially concerning you as the apple of his eye. He cares that you care. He cares that you sacrifice and to please others. He see that kind of hard to lay your life down. But he wants you to know you also got up. Get up. Get up. Because it's not about you and those you're trying to please. It's all about God. That's what it's all about. Obedience brings you rest. Keeps you in rest. Obedience Keep peace within you. And it commands it to be still. It won't go anywhere. Obedience brings. It releases. It exposes. So much more of God. And God don't ever come alone. Even though he asks you to seek only him. But when he show up, he never just show up by himself. Everything there is to know about God and what God is able to do come along with him. 
But he don't want you to see what's with him. He wants you to see him for who he is. And not what he's just able to do. Many of us can't even enjoy a weekend. For those who have the weekends off. Because all you keep thinking about is how time is flying so fast. And you got to get up Monday to go to a place you don't want to be. To please people that you love. I'm not saying leave your job. What I'm saying is. Your obedience unto God. Have everything fall in place. The good life is not for you to keep hoping and hoping to receive. Believing to receive. It's for you to believe that you already have. What you're waiting for is already here. It's already within you. You have the ability to bring the past everything that God already said belong to you. But he's going to reveal to you what is at that time to actually walk in the full manifestation. And you would definitely know because God speaks loud and clear. The same way you hear him to come up higher and be drawn to want more and more of him. He's going to leave you knowing, leave you with words, leave you with visions, leave you with signs, leave you with wonders. Because that is a part of you as an inheritance. You didn't inherit a paycheck to paycheck. You didn't inherit it to be frustrated. You didn't inherit it to be angry, to be sacrificial, to things that you don't even want to sacrifice. Doing things you feel like you have to, that you don't even want to, it's not even a part of you anymore. Christ dealt with that. So why you where you are, right where you are, ask God. To show you everything there is to show you about what he want you to do. Surrender your days. Surrender your heart. Surrender what's on your mind. Surrender your family and what's going on. Because he's going to expose his truth concerning you. How can your sleep be sweet and you so busy sacrificing Obedience is so much more than that. Because obedience comes with a a pure heart, a clean heart, who wants to do it. Sacrificing means that you really have to do it. It has to get done. But God wants you to know, due to your obedience and due to your knowledge, it already been done. A lot of us trying to work out things that's already been done. And that's why we walk around moody a lot. You're not supposed to experience good days and then confess to have bad days. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. You've been given the ability to have what you say. So look at every area in your life right now. Evaluate those areas in the presence of God. And God alone. Everything is not for everybody. You go to God. 
and you go to God by yourself. It's your personal walk. It has to be that personal that you come away with God. That you dwell within Him. Father, I lay my life down unto you. Here it is. Here I am. And you have to really mean that. When he look at you, what do he see? Do he see the crucifixion or do he see the resurrection power? I love the scripture when Christ said, Why have you forsaken me? And let me tell you why Christ said that. Because he told me why he said that. Because I asked him why did he say that. I said, you never said that before. Until that very moment. Why? Because you are an image of God. You are God in the earth in the flesh. You are the son of God. You are Lord. You always been. Before the foundation of the world, you are. Not was. And is to come. You are. So why did you say that in that moment? And Christ said because everything that he wasn't, he had to embrace. He never touched sin before. He never embraced sin before. But he had to bear ours in order for us to be free from it once and for all. So he had every form of sin on him on that cross. And he felt the disconnection between Holy Ghost, fire, truth, God's purity, God, identity. As God being who he is, all powerful, all sufficient. Christ didn't feel that. In that moment, he felt the disconnection because God cannot touch sin. And him and God are one. But for that very moment, God had to separate himself. Because he couldn't touch what Christ had on him. And he only had it on him to deliver us from it. He became all of that so we could be free today. That was a lot that he carried on him. And that was a lot that happened when he bowed before him. Jesus. He know God will never leave him. He's a part of God. That's why he always say, whatever you hear me say and see me do, it's what the Father say and do. We are one. Before that very second, before he confessed it is finished, he had to feel the disconnection in order for it to be connected back. And it can never go disconnected again. He wasn't saying, God, why did you leave me? Because he know God is a man that he shall not lie. He said, I will never leave nor forsaken you. 
but he just confessed that unto God. And many of us thinking that he really felt that way. No, he felt God's pulling away from what, what was on Christ, our sins. And I'm so glad Christ, when you died, we died. And when you got up, we rose. Living unto God in obedience. Living by every word that God said because you want to. Not because you feel like you have to. Because it's the right thing to do. No, you have a heart to want to do right. You have a heart to want to serve. You know many people living a life unto God because they feel as though it's the right thing to do. Not even having a heart to be willing to do it because you know you already been made right. Jesus. So many people sacrifice day to day to make others happy. But God looking at your heart. God sees what's in your mind, what's on your mind, what's in your soul. And many of it disagree with your spirit. Because your spirit man knows how to submit, how to live unto, how to be. Your obedience allow your spirit to be. Your obedience allows you to receive. Your obedience allows you to believe. Your obedience increases your faith walk. Your obedience causes you to come up higher. Your obedience draws you and exposes more of God unto you like never before. Your obedience causes such a hunger and such a thirst, not your sacrifice. Sacrifice is you giving God or going to church for years upon years quoting scriptures and not even willingly having a heart to do so but you're doing it because you know it's the right thing to do and that's nothing but religious thinking like the Pharisees going to corners to be seen and heard because they felt like it was the right thing to do so they sacrificed their time like a Jehovah Witness I say, God, everyone knows about them and how all of them knock on doors, how they stand on the street corners. And I didn't know. I was like, they willingly wanting to do that? That's honoring. And someone exposed the truth unto me. No, in that religion, it's a certain amount of hours due to the community they have to do. They have to do a certain amount of community service hours. And that took the heart of willing you to do it out of the equation. It took having a heart to serve out of the equation. It took away from hunger. It took away from thirst. Because it's something that you have to do. I thought you were out there because you wanted to do it. Then I begin to see how many of them just stand there. And pass out paper without even saying good morning. 
just about every 7-Eleven, every metro station, where they see people. That's not how God wants us to reach his people. Because there's no love in sacrifice, but there's love in obedience. That's why he said it's so much better. Obedience is an example. Your life is an example. God makes an example out of you due to your obedience to draw others unto him because they see a difference. They can identify a difference. Hallelujah. I thank God so much for that. We don't pray because we feel as though we have to pray. We know we pray because the prayer of righteous man avail of much. And God hears us when we pray. We're willing to communicate with our Father. Who's been communicating with us all along. So this is what I want you to do. In the presence of God. Today. Right now. By yourself. You obey God. By laying your life down. And ask God to show you the way. His way. Give God everything. He's going to begin to float some things up. He's going to float up some of the issues. Because he's trying to free you from that. But he wants you to know you're already free from that. You don't have to carry that around anymore. So let him float these things up. And whatever he put in your heart, speak it in the atmosphere where he is. Help me in this area. I give you this area. I give you this area. I give you every area. See, a lot of times we just say, God, I give you all. But he wants to hear the all. What is your all? A lot of us become lazy. Hun, here it is. Here what is. And the reason why he wants you to say it. Because he wants you to confess who he is to you. That's why Christ said, who did you say I am? I don't matter what they say. You walking with me. Who do you say I am? Am I your God in your finances? Am I your, am I your God in your merch? Am I your God in your home? Am I your God in your health? Am I your God in every area? Do you trust me to be your God in every area? For you not to walk around smiling on the outside, but on the inside, you're not happy. Not in every area. You just getting by. God don't want you to just get by. You are his image and likeness. You are seated in heavenly places. You do more than just get by. You are Lord. You are King. He's a king of kings. We're kings. Us. Lord of lords. We're lords. Us. You understand? That's why God sent me to so many people. Because I spend my time, guys. And God's face 
on everyone's behalf. See, that's not certain people. I never had a heart just for certain people. I have a heart for all. Even those who hate me and probably want to see me not where I am. But it's never going to change my heart concerning you. And Christ also gave that example. To say words like, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. People that do things to be in your way to distract you, they know not what they do. But you the one who's being tested due to your response to what comes your way. So don't think this day forward that you're going to just get by. Not in the will of God you're not. You're so much more than that because he always has so much more than that. You're going to receive everything and there's no limit to the receiving. So I want you to be cheerful right now and confess those things over to God, the areas that you want him in, the areas that's lacking that he's not really in, that you put your hands in. See, if you let him be in areas, he will be in areas, but a person who give God everything, he's able to be who he is in every area. And you can tell the difference in people's lives because this area is successful, but that area is not. It's like you got a business, but a, a lockful marriage. You got a beautiful marriage, but children not listening. You have money, no happiness. You have happiness, no money. And that's better to be. That's why I use that to say last. Happiness, no money. You know why I said that? Because money doesn't determine your happiness. Your obedience as to knowing a life with God is happiness. So it's not about money. It never was about money. Never. So many examples in the Bible about sacrifices regarding animals and prices. Silver and gold. I love how disciples said, silver and gold have I not. That don't mean he couldn't get any. What he said is what he have is so much more. It's priceless. That was the purpose of what he was saying. It's priceless. You think if they needed money, you think they wouldn't have it? If Christ could multiply a two-piece fish dinner, what makes you think he can't multiply the coins in their pocket? It's not about money. What I have is priceless. What I have is more viable than that. I have a word to set you free. And that freedom going to produce wealth with no limit. See, you put limits to your wealth. If I had this amount, I'm good. God will give you so much more than that. <laughs> I'll never forget God wrote me a check one day. And the entire day he was adding zeros. Do you know what that looked like? I mean the entire day. Every time I look up, I'm like, he added another zero throughout the day. In 24 hours, he was just adding zeros every, before hours. It was like minutes. I still don't even know what that number is. <laughs> He's letting me know there is no limit. He just kept adding and adding and adding. Let him add into your life. He's adding to your life. 
Let him add. Hallelujah. So this day, embrace obedience, not sacrifice. Ask God, no matter what it is, is this what you want for me to do? Is this how you want me to do it? If not, can you show me the way? You think he not? God is on the phone now. I'm telling you, God has a phone in his, on his throne on his left side. It's made of gold. It's one of them old classic looking phones with the two knobs on the side. Beautiful. I'm going to draw it for you guys. Pure gold. A very classic looking phone. And it rings a classic bell. And when God picks up that phone and put it to his ear, that means he's about to do something. He's answering something. Jesus. I love when he showed me that. When I see the phone, I'm like, oh, here it is. <laughs> you about to do it. I love to know God in ways like that. Because I'm meditating on it. I don't have to study God. I'm a part of God. He shows me things. I want to see everything. And he's not going to show me everything at one time. Because he want to leave us wanting more. Isn't it good to see the excitement of wanting more? By using your faith? That's a beautiful phone, God. I'm trying to tell you. That phone is... I'm trying to tell you. He always picks up that phone when he's about... And then he talks. I don't know who he's talking to. It's not always me. But listen to what he got to say. He's saying something to you. Speaking to your spirit. Speaking into your life. And what he say, it shows up. So let him keep talking. You better have him talk. Because when God say, you see. And when you say, you see. But how much more when he say, Jesus... About to be on that phone all day. <laughs> I mean it. Hallelujah. To get God talking is to get God moving. Because everything He say, it happens. <laughs> My God. Father, we are your mouthpiece in the earth. I love that. I love that. God don't want you to walk around and not please. And having the heart to please others. And that seems to please you. But you're still not pleased. It sounds good to do. But it's not for your good. Don't think that way anymore. That was my lifestyle. Pleasing others made me happy. And God said it really doesn't. It's not the life I have for you. So much more than that. Keep following me. Due to your obedience. And then they're going to be happy. And you're going to be happy. That's what wanting nothing is. See, you're wanting something if you're not happy, if you're just pleasing others by sacrificing. Obedience is so much more than that. I obey you, God. I obey you. And I honor to obey you. I'm willing to obey you every step of the way. I invite you in every area of my life, my family, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You are there. And it's good to sit down and go over things with those in your home. With members in your home. Let's not keep trying to brush things over or brush things under. You have the power for those things to be under you and not you try to brush yourself under it. We try to ignore it. 
And that's how we thinking that we overcoming things by ignoring things. And that's not a fact. That's a sacrifice. It's not obedience. Obedience is facts. Obedience releases everything exactly. No fake imitations. No limitations. No mirages. No illusions. It's exactly. Hallelujah. I want you to live from that day. I mean from that moment. This day forward. With that as your reality. To be obedient. And not sacrificial. Sacrificing is saying. I got to get up early in the morning. To do something I don't want to do. Even us when it comes to going to church. I don't feel like going. But I'm going to go. You know. I don't want to you know, miss a word. Your heart not in it. And God knows that. You know how many times. That God just said. You know what. You can stay home. I wouldn't love you any less. But if you're going to do anything unto me. Do it because your heart is in it. And he, when he says stay home. He meant for my jobs. For my jobs. You don't have to be seen and heard. Trust me. When God speaks. He's heard. Because he speaks loud and clear. And still have a small edible voice. At the same time. A still small voice, and yet it's divine, loud and clear. I want you to taste. That means it's edible. Taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You're eating the word of God. The word of God is edible. And as you eat the word, it releases out of you because you begin to overflow. And there's no stopping to the overflow. It's a constant of doing. But it takes you to continue for the constant to continue. Hallelujah. Know that obedience is so much better than sacrifice. And not just hear that, but that's becoming who you are right now. Obedient. So now that you are embracing God's obedience, he's going to show you a lot of things you thought was the right way to do things, and it's not. Watch how more smoothly and watch how fast God going to move because you gave that area over to him. Everything. I'm so amazed that God has granted me so much favor for him to just talk to me regarding my future. And what God going to use me to bring to pass. To have encounters like that are amazing. I can ask God anything and he will answer it just like that. But God already know that I ask order to know something, not just to gain something. 
And what I mean by that, it has to be really in me to ask, not just ask to be asking something. Some of us just ask to be asking. No, if I ask God something, he must know that I really want to know because I barely ask anything. I'm busy receiving versus me asking. But I asked Christ, I said, what did you mean when you said, why have you forsaken me? Because you know God would never leave you. What made you say that? And he revealed to me what happened. Let me share with you guys before I leave. I was so hungry for that encounter when Christ got up on the third day. So hungry. So hungry. I said, Christ, take me to that moment when you got up on the third day. He took me in the tomb. And I thought the tomb was like made like a casket. No, it's like a place. Like a, like a, Lord, like a bedroom. Made out of stones and rocks and stuff. And it's sealed up, covered up. And you're covered up until you rotten no more. But after those times, they started sacrificing bodies, meaning they, they sat them up high and they burnt them like animals. But before that time, let me get to crisis time, they put you in tombs. Tombs like a little bedroom, like a den. And Christ showed me his tomb. And um, he showed me the first thing he did on the third day, he opened his eyes. And the angels were already there. There were two angels. And they rushed to him to help assist. And he told them, I got it. I got it. Thank you. I got it. He unveiled his own face and put the cloth beside him on his right side. And he looked and saw, and they still wanted to help assist him put the cloth. He said, I got it. They were so helpful. They wanted to do so much. Christ said, I got it. And he could see some of the, you know, stains due to, you know, the beatings and stuff that was still etching out his body that was on the cloth. He took the old clothes off and put on the new clothes. And when he stood up, when he sat up, he sat up before he stood up first. He sat up, put the things on the right side. And, you know, got dressed with new garments. And before he stood up, he had a thought to stand up. And that was his first time standing up in his own resurrection power. He was sort of like, woo, it's over. To wake up and know it's over. Jesus. A lot happened when you open your eyes. Trust me. And when he stood up for the first time, they still wanted to insist. He was still like, I got it, I got it, I got it. He stood up for the first time. And he walked out. What he, did, what he did allow them to do, he said to me, mentioned that. What he did allow them to do is to roll the stone away. Everything else before that, he told him he got it. I love how you shared things like that with me. And it's so amazing that he got out and walked out for the very first time. Knowing that he conquered sin and death. 
we can live forever. We've been brought back with God. It's like we was disconnected. And when he opened his eyes, the connection came. Father, you know what? Thank you. God's still on the phone. He's still on the phone. I never seen you talk that long before. Keep talking. I ain't lying. Keep talking. Because when he's talking, it's happening. Hallelujah. Let it happen. Whatever God want to do in any area. Let me share something with you guys. I said I was going to share it. I was going to leave. No, for real, I don't want to go yet. I want to stay. <laughs> but let me share, guys. Listen, please. I love you guys so much. I was invited to um, to this beach. I forgot. It was a beach in uh, th- Miami. Some, yeah, Miami in Florida. And it was to do, um, I was supposed to minister on this beach. I was invited by this um, pastor. And my host, let me turn this down. I want you guys to really hear this. My host invited me with the invitation because the pastor said, he heard me pray one time um, virtually. And he said, I want her to be at this function. I want her to give us a word from God. Because she hears from God. And when I got the invitation, I said, God, you want me to go? God said, go. I said, okay, sure. I said, I'll go. I'm honored. Thank you for inviting me. I'm there. And I got a message two days before I was supposed to book my flight and go. The host told me that the plan's been changed. He's going to choose me to do it instead. And I said, that's no problem. That's fine. I'm so happy for you. She said, I thank you for being obedient. But I said, well, I could come to your, um, you've been asking me to come to your hometown to come visit your church and meet your pastor's. And to do some virtual or some praying callings or something I was asked to do. She's invited me to do. And she was like, oh, it's already been taken care of now. But when encounters come, I'll let you know. I said, thank you to God be the glory. And immediately when I got off the phone, God said to me, she's jealous. She wants the glory. She wants the glory and not give it over to God. And see how sometimes we do things that we're not even aware. That pastor asked for me to come and she lied and told him I wouldn't be able to make it. Just so she could be the one who gave the talk. The, the, you know, the word. Jesus. We can't do things like that. And even the pastors, her pastors asked me to come. They want to meet me. And she got jealous and said, I'm not able to come. And Holy Spirit revealed that unto me and she had no idea. I'm not going to say nothing to her about that. But it's now I understand why things were the way they were. When I was invited to do those prayer conferences I realized how she always wanted to speak first and how she turned my music down. 
I saw the things I didn't see at first. And the reason why God didn't show me at first, because he probably knew I would have said, I'm not going to do it. But now I have grown in that area. I'm not going to just not do anything because of someone else's lack of knowledge. When there's other people's lives that are connected, that are obedient. That's not fair to them. That one person ruined it for everyone else. Because of one man, we all made citizens. Because of one man, we all made righteous. I'm going to live in that righteousness lifestyle. And not a sinner's lifestyle. Because I don't have to anymore. And I wanted so close to call her and say something to her about that. Because you're not going to lie and say that I'm not able to come somewhere that I'm so eager to be. Especially in a week notice. And you gave me six months time to prepare. And that makes it, that makes it to those pastors to think as if I would cast you at the last moment. Meaning that she's not reliable. And I am very reliable. I haven't ever canceled any place God has sent me. Oh, I have been invited to go where God sent me. And I noticed that she kept trying to have me not around. Because every time the Holy Spirit had me to ask, okay, what about this we have coming up? Well, I already took care of that. I'm going to be doing this. I, 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 I. And because of you having that attitude, I can imagine what's going to take place that day. Because you've made it about you and not about God. So don't be surprised if you be counted out. Jesus. So I put that in God's hands. I'm not going to put it in my own, even if it wouldn't be the wrong thing to do, to message her, let her know what I know. So she would never think she can do that again. But I really want to give that whole entire area over to God with me out of it. Because even that also, that would never happen again. Hallelujah. We can't do things like that. Because you want spotlight. You want to be seen and heard. And it all came from her mother. Holy Spirit just said to me right now as I'm speaking to you. Holy Spirit said it was her mother's idea. Because when her mother saw the recording of you too, everyone wanted you back. And it took, the, it took the attention off of her and it's her show. See, the thing about it is, it's bigger than you and it's bigger than me. God giving you a show, but the show is not about you. It's about the God in you, his glory upon you. For you to know such a woman with such faith and such power, such fire. That's an honor unto you for God to place me in your life. And others will see that and know that. But you're thinking in the flesh by being entertained by the enemy. To try to push me away. Because people are asking for me instead of you. Not knowing, they're not even asking for me. They're asking for the God in me to show up and show out again. And who are you to tell God he can't do that? As if he's going to not do that because you said not to. Now how much more you think he's going to be glorified now? 
Jesus. Can't do that. I've been in a, a prayer prefix. What was it on Mother's Day? And I left my church earlier to go and make it to this women's conference because I had to do a, I had to start off the prayer for the, the women's prefix. And um, the woman told me before, send me a nice picture of you I can put on the flyer. And do you know everyone had a picture but me? Because the girl that invited me, the woman that invited me said, this is a great picture of you. And whoever in charge of doing the flyer didn't want my face to be seen. And I said, God, I shouldn't even go because I feel some kind of way. God said, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Go. And when I went and prayed, they did a live recording where my face was shown more than anybody else's was. And it's not that I wanted my face to be seen. I could care less. It's the motive behind the reason why my face wasn't seen. That's what gave my attention. That everyone else's was, but mine's wasn't. People ask all the time when they put my name on a flyer, what should I put as your name? My name is Quinesha. Quinesha Hood, that's what you call me. My anointing speaks for itself. I love being around people who know who they are and be themselves around me. I had too many people act so shy around me and don't be themselves, feel like they have to impress me and I don't care for any of that. I care about you being yourself because I'm sure going to be mine. And I have been around people where I did that. But you will not get that out of me anymore. You will only get my best and my best is who I am. I honor you that much. You see the growth to beat myself. I can see the anointing of God on your lives. And God connect me with you for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Obedience is so much better than sacrifice. Obedience is willing to do it. Sacrifice feeling like you have to do it because it's right to do. That's a difference. That's like somebody doing something for you because they know it's right, but they don't want to for real. And you can feel it coming from them. And sometimes we say things like, never mind, it's all right, I'm good. We're no longer going to live that way anymore. Hallelujah. Obedience. During your intimate time with God today, He's going to release to you everything that's obedient unto Him. And He's going to show you the things in your life that are currently sacrifices. 
And we're going to get rid of those sacrifices. Because happiness belongs to you. And the more you be obedient without sacrificing, oh God, he's going to tell you what to do to cause happiness to be anywhere, everywhere around you. Not just for those who you love, for you too. He's going to put in their heart to do it unto you because they love you that much and you will get the love back in return. That causes so much more happiness. Hallelujah. He don't just want you to give. He wants you to also receive. Receive him through others. Receive him in any way he wants to show himself. And God's still on the phone. He never talked this long. He has on a white garment today. And it's a gold. It's like gold. Uh, you know when you sew stuff? It's like fabric stitching. It's a beautiful pattern. It's gold. And it's beautiful on the collar only. And it comes down in a V shape. And he has the same on the arms. The, the edge of the sleeves. And it, oh, now he showed me the edge at the bottom too. So his, the gold same pattern at the bottom of the garment the, of each sleeve, the end of each sleeve and on the collar of his neck. And God likes to wear his hair out a lot. But God knows I like ponytails. <laughs> so I'm just saying, God, wear a ponytail for me. <laughs> and I like buns too. So I like, they call them man buns. And I'll be telling Christ, I'm like, put a, get a, wear a man bun today and a V-neck t-shirt and jeans. And I went to the store to buy my son a t-shirt and they had a V-neck and a regular neck. And I asked the guy, I said, what's the difference? I mean, I mean, would you wear a V-neck? He was like, nah, no, don't no man with no V-neck. I don't think there's nothing wrong with a V-neck. It's masculine looking to me. You tripping. Uh, when Christ wore that for me that day, I was so honored. He looked so nice. Christ had on blue jeans and a V-neck white t-shirt and he had on a, a man bun for me and some Timberlands. <laughs> but you know, I also like the, the casual look. I, lo- I mean, I enjoyed the casual look a lot. But I just wanted to see him dressed down for a day, you know. He dressed down. And I love that. And he's, you know, dancing and stuff. He likes to do ball. Like, everything is royal in the kingdom. And you, oh gosh, it's a ballroom in the kingdom so beautiful and your outfits change as the the music change and all you see is the hearts in both of your eyes as you dance with your father but I'm not a man so I don't (laughs) I don't know if the men vision dancing with God like that I don't know how it's different I never thought of like that because I'm not a man but as a daughter we know we dance like that but I want to hear from men I want to re- hear out, like, how do you vision God in, in your special encounters with him, your intimacy? What does your intimacy with God look like? Like, describe that to me. Are you laying on your father's chest or you feel like, you know, you don't want to do that? I mean, what is it? What are you guys doing together? Because I'm affectionate. A lot of people are not. I'm a woman and there are men. Like, what is a man encounter like? I don't think you would take God by the heads and, you know, slow dance in the ballroom. I mean, some of you might do that, but some of you might not. I want, I want, I gotta hear from that one day. I gotta hear. I want to know, Father. I don't want you to tell me. I want to hear them say it. Because God has shown me in a heartbeat. He loves showing things. So I'm not going to hold you guys any longer. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. Um, 
Is there anything else that you want me to say, Father? I see a beautiful sunflower. Beautiful sunflower. I see a peacock blooming. A blue one. Beautiful. It's meanings to these visions. It's always a purpose to everything God is doing. You guys are in your new life. God say, your end is happily ever after. You are in your happily ever after. Are you excited in your building? God showed me. I don't know why he showed me in that sense. He showed me Legos just stacking. And that's the way of him saying building. You're building. He could have showed bricks. He could have said he just chose Legos. You're building. And some things God just show you is just what it is. It's not always a deep meaning or a metaphor. It's just what it is. But he always let me know when it's a meaning or it's just, it is what it is. And you're building. And guess what? It's like the stacking doesn't end because there is no limit. Hallelujah. So I held you guys long enough. And remember, greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. That burden just been removed off your back and that yoke been destroyed because now you're in obedience instead of sacrifice. I know you thought it was right to do. Because you care about others more than yourself. And God see your heart in that. But he wants you to do it right. He wants you to receive it right. And you thought it was right, but it's not. He's going to reveal a lot of things over to you. That it was doing this way. He's going to turn around and be this way. Because guess what? It worked out for your good. Happiness belongs to you. In every area of your life. You don't have to do anything anymore. You're going to be willing to do these things. You're going to be willing to please those around you. Willing to give all of you. Willing to get up and go wherever God sent you. Even on that job that he's going to call you out of. And even if he's calling you to call you out of. Some things are temporary. Some things are lifetime. I mean are permanent while you're here. And while you're in either or. You're going to give it all of you. And you're going to be honored to do so. Because you're in obedience and not sacrifice. You're going to see the beauty of why he do what he do. And why he used you to do it. And you're going to honor him that much because of it. And you're going to give it your very best. No matter what it is. Who it is. Where it is. Hallelujah. I love you. Greater is he was in us. than he was in the world. Enjoy this day as I do. I love you.